for life. Three, two, one. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? We're live. Brand new episode of the Jimmy MMA Show. Episode 183. It is your host, Gabriel Hernandez, coming at you live. Good morning, by the way. Thursday, April 18th, 2019. Fuck sakes, these fucking months are going by so fast, that's the thing, and, like, the worst part about it, well, that's not, actually, it's not the worst thing about it, actually, it just depends on what you do with your time, that just shows you that time is viable, and you've gotta make the time count with whatever you're doing, so, like I said, that's, that's more, more of the important thing, important things, excuse me, that I feel a lot of people should do with their time but anyways we're not here to give a motivational speech early on we're here to be back so like I said, good morning got a great show plan a lot of interesting stuff that's happened a lot of eventful things obviously we always talk about um but if you don't know now you know for everybody that tunes in you have trouble finding the podcasts if you need help subscribing not only to my podcast, but every other podcast that I've talked about. It's easy. All you do, if you have an iPhone, Apple Podcasts, Android, Google Play Podcasts, Podbean, Podbay, um, Spotify, we're available there, iHeartRadio. You can follow us there. You can subscribe to any of our podcasts. Not only mine, but you can subscribe to a lot of other people's podcasts as well. Easy shit, man. Especially if you have Android. So like I said, tune in, subscribe, and support, motherfuckers. We got a lot of great shit coming still. Better content and everything. So like I said, bear with me. Got a great show. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. A lot of event eventful things happening a lot of interesting things a lot of interesting topics to come up with today's podcast i mean going back retracing back to last week's fight night ufc 236 wrapped up we got two interim champions two amazing fights to contest for the interim title both fights were incredible both max and um Dustin Poirier delivered, both Israel and Kelvin Gastelum delivered, if you watch a fight, the words and actions speak for themselves, so you don't really have to go off what people, if everyone's been saying the same thing, I'm pretty sure that's true, I mean, I don't think there was like a single person on the planet that didn't think that fight was awesome, so that was pretty awesome, I mean, what Dustin Poirier has been able to do, the body of work that he's put together, everything else that he's been able to accomplish, so that's exciting, um, what does that mean for later on this year for both men? How the losses affect? I'll talk about all that stuff and all the other breaking news, like I said, that we always usually talk about on here. But um, let's start things off with saying that I officially bought my tickets for Avengers Endgame for next week, one day after the normal release. I could have done it on the day of the release, but uh, that's a little too... I mean, I, I would, the thing is, but... I don't want to deal with all the crazy haggling fans in there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would like to see the reactions and the emotions of everybody in the theater. But you got to remember, like, on the first day, it's going to be fucking packed unless you got, like, your tickets already. But some people wait to the day of to get the tickets, which is stupid, if you ask me. 
But I literally bought my tickets the other day. I bought the wrong ticket for Sunday, and I wanted to go Saturday. The only reason I wanted to go on Saturday was because I don't want to wait. I'm going to be on the internet. There has been warnings. There's been tweets. There's been Instagram posts about it. But you could let, literally just get, like, some DMs, get some replies. So you could open up your social media one day and have some messages unknown messages requested messages from random anonymous people and like literally open them and they're avenger spoilers so you, you may think it's a message from like a pretty girl or something but um they're fucking avenger spoilers so it's like you gotta avoid all that shit so for me literally probably i can stay off the internet for like more over 24 hours if i need to because like i think it's april 26th it comes out and i ordered my tickets for april 27th so i don't really have to wait too long so we got all that squared away. Um, I don't think she full, she charged me the full price too, so I don't know if it was really on like if it was a like the weekend price or something or it was only only, only paid like ten dollars. But yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Um, definitely been waiting for over a year for damn sure. So I posted a picture of my ticket, um, just the confirmation that I bought it. You know, I, I got my ticket. I'm sealed. I'm going to see this. I don't have to wait a long ass time. You know, normally. Like, during a certain movie, certain movies that come out, like, Captain Marvel, to be honest with you, I didn't go and rush to go watch it. I just kind of, you know, I watched it a week after. I, I, I watched it a week after I, uh, it came out. I mean, I was very excited, but based off what happened in Infinity War, for me and for a lot of other fans, I'm not going to sit here and watch Captain Marvel. Uh, otherwise, like, you know, I, I want to see what happens in Infinity War. I want to see what happens after Infinity War. And, you know, it's kind of like a throwback movie, 1990s, but it, 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 it resembles what should Captain Marvel should be in Infinity War. Or not Infinity War, it should be Endgame. It gives you a better understanding of who she is in Endgame. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry if I'm skipping through this shit, but um, that's really, like, how I felt about it. It was it was a great movie, though, for for, for sure. I'm excited, um, I'm pretty confident and pretty sure that all the seats are going to be, like, filled up and stuff, so, you know, usually when you see it a week after, there's not too many crazy people in there, like, not not too many, like, the amounts of people, but, like, I think I'm going to be packed in by a lot of people, because everybody's been excited, excited to see that movie, so I still got some spoilers to go and, uh, look at. Not spoilers, but the breakdowns, the fan theories, and all that dumb shit on YouTube, the, the, the Easter eggs and all that, like, I've, everybody does it, huge, hardcore fight, uh, not fight, fight fans, look at me saying fight fans, we'll get to fights in a second, just hear me out, folks, um, but, like, what I was saying is everybody watches those, you know, everyone wants to avoid spoilers, there's people that, you know, won't go on social media for a while, like, by, uh, by all means, I'll text message you, um, I don't know if I can do anything else, though, I don't know if I can go on social media because because for me, the way my mind works is if you post a spoiler or some shit like that, I'm going to be like, oh, what the fuck is this? You know, for, for time being, I could literally say, fuck this. I'm not watching any of the spoilers, even if they're pointing at past Easter eggs or hints or things I may have missed. It doesn't matter, dude. The thing is, there's people out there that want to straight just go and see the movie. No internet, no spoilers. But you got to realize, this 21st century, this 2019, everybody's going to talk. And when it's on social media, it gets everywhere. 
doesn't matter what you are on. I mean, I like to read comments. I fucked up and read comments last year and got the Infinity War spoiled for me. I think it was Colby Covington. You know, just in my normal fight world, I couldn't even be comfortable without someone uh, blowing up the spoilers. Like, I've seen DMs, pictures of people doing that shit. I don't like that dumb shit. Um, other than that, like, you know, I'm going to do my best. And like I said, it's only a day after. So it comes out on the 26th. So that's a Friday. 27th is Saturday. So I went and got that. Got that all taken care of. Um, I think the fan experience definitely will be just as engaging as as you know the opening night and stuff. But you know I'm not gonna I'm not the type of guy to really spoil movies for people like a dumbass because I know people would want the same thing done to them. But you know there are people that are doing that. You know posting. I mean I've heard a couple of potential rumors just from watching those videos, and I'm trying to add them all up. You can't trust everything you see. You know oh so and so dies here, so and so dies this way, so and so dies early. Blah 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 blah. If if all those outcomes are true, cool. But I gotta see it first and foremost. I can't sit here and believe every single thing that everybody says. So that's how I am about that. Um, other than that, you know. There's nothing else I'm really solidly excited for, I gotta be honest with I mean, there's a couple of things, but, like, there's nothing that, like, comes to mind when it comes to that stuff. Like, I think that's what I've mainly, like, been excited for, as crazy as it sounds like. I mean, it's not a bad thing to be excited about. It's better than dealing with people's bullshit, that's for sure. But, uh, I don't I haven't dealt with any bullshit in a while. Like, oh, another thing before we get to the rest of the shit, um was, as I was going to say that, about the whole, like, not dealing with people's bullshit, being stress-free, being a part of a stress-free environment, um, I've really been, I don't, I don't know what it is, I don't want to sit here and say it's like the, what was this, what was this term I was trying to think of that this guy said, it's when you take, like, a certain prescription, or whatever it is you're doing, it convinces, it's like, it's telling you, oh, it's, this is really working, like, you get aspirin, you say your head feels better. Is that really true, or is it playing them? I try, can't think of the shit he said if, if it's true, but it's really true. That's the thing. It's not one of those things where I'm just taking this stuff and you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. I'll get to it in a second. But you guys have no idea what I'm talking about is because what I was saying is the reason I've been stress-free. I've been so stress-free lately. Like I just like slurred my words completely and just lost myself within that shit, but... Um, like I said, I've been stress-free, man. I have not dealt with any bullshit. Anything that I'm doing, I've just been doing it, like, calmly. Anything that I, you know, everything that I do in my life in general is just calm, controlled. I mean, somewhat well taken care of, managed so much better. The stress is gone and shit like that. It's not necessarily gone. It's just contained in a high-ass level. And the reason, like... The reason is, I'm not even fucking kidding right now. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I'm not going to sit here and try to sound cool or, or bullshit or anything else like that. It has different effects on other people. But, you know, the, like a couple weeks ago, or last week, I went to the CBD shop or the weed shop. Because in this city particular, I'm not going to say which city it is, but it was banned last year. So I felt like the stupidest person on the planet when I did this. So, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a weed shop down the street from where I work. And I went there. I mean, I tried to go there once, and it was only medical. You could only have a medical ID. Side note for people wanting to get their medical marijuana license. If you get a medical marijuana license, I think, in California, you can't legally have a firearm for some odd fucking reason. But 
get it gives you access to everybody else like rapists drug users convicted felons list goes on but yeah it makes no sense different story for a different day but um so i went there i I didn't go to that particular shop i just knew there was a specific shop that was legalized and every time i get money i always go and i buy that every time i have money left over i go and buy that i go to the weed shop supply on my cannabis but but you know the thing is the, the whole reason why i started smoking was due to you know stress i had a lot of stress i found out some of the benefits from smoking marijuana um doing the cbd vape the oils and shit like that but the thing is what i was gonna say like i mean i started smoking young 18 probably i just wasn't able to drink that's the thing i was always with people that wasn't were that were older than me and could buy drinks for me and shit like that but like i was never i always partied with people that are older than me so it wasn't um like it was it was always like the smoking thing like i was always it was legal at the time and shit like that but like i i smoked with all my family and you know never friends i never smoked with any friends or anything like that it's mainly been my family that's the thing i i have my family in my circle i don't really hang out with too many friends or anything else like that i'm very contained i'm very calm i'm very focused i'm very relaxed i'm too set on trying to accomplish my own goals to where i can't have anyone else in there so i bought this particular product it was a cb product it had THC, 80% THC in it, had like 2.1 CBD, but I asked her specifically which one would help my anxiety, which one would help me not feel so fucking nervous when I'm set to do tasks or when I'm set to do certain things that normally make some people nervous, you know, new job, going to work, um, not knowing what you're going to do tomorrow, not knowing how you're going to handle these stressors. So like any, you get stressed about anything and you, you tend to get nervous. That's how people are, right? They get nervous and you know, anxiety is a motherfucker. Overthinking is a motherfucker. Not being able to put everything where you need to put it is a motherfucker, right? Am I right? But with this, with this vape, I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. Like, in the morning time, I'm not as nervous. I mean, I wake up in the morning. I it gives, I probably wake up after probably, like, like a couple hours after waking up or maybe a little bit sooner than that. Yeah, I have a vape. I got a vape. I got the vape pen. I got the max amount of cartridge. got the whole gram. Uh, and it's, it's based towards um, helping with anxiety and stuff like that. So anxiety, um, for me, I feel it's anxiety, stress not really overthinking, man, like, I'll, I'll, I'll feel some little tiny, 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 tiny bit of anxiety, because before I took this, and I know people say, oh, he's just, uh, uh, he's only been trying it for, like, a week or so, but that shit works, you can discover products that you could have found long, years and years ago, that could have been the best things for you, and you're barely just discovering them, and that's how I am with that, like, I literally just discovered this stuff, and usually in the morning, when I wake up, before I go to work, before I do anything, you know, I kind of get nervous, now, sometimes I'll get a little nervous, or I'll overthink, or something like that, or my brain will go haywire, and I can't manage my thoughts like a pur- proper person, because, I mean, I can manage my thoughts, I've been successful throughout my life and time, but I'd like the, the journey to be as peaceful as possible. Not saying that I don't like chaos and you can't and need and don't need chaos in your life. Like and you you just can't have it. You can you can have controlled chaos. You you know I, I'm crazy in a good way. I'm obsessive towards a lot of things. Um, I focus on a lot of things that have to do with me. 
I focus on a lot of things, just goal chasing. I'm always goal chasing. There's always something I, 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 I'm looking to do. There's always something big that I want to accomplish. And that's just the type of person I am. So I want to do that with the least amount of stress possible. I know that's going to carry a lot of stress, but the thing is I was built for this. I was built for stress. I was built to accomplish a lot of these things. And that's what I've been able to do throughout my life. But I need some containment with that. I need to feel better. I mean, I usually used to think a lot and get a little, you know, emotional, a little depressed. I think too much. Everybody does it. And it's the worst thing ever. Anxiety, being worried, um, mentally being able to handle things better. I mean, it feels better with no anxiety. I tell people all the time, I'm the world champ. Without anxiety, depression, any of that shit you go through, man, it's like you're a king. There's nothing in the world that limits you more than yourself. That's the thing. And that's the reason. Like, I felt like with all that stuff gone, not in the way, it opens me up for more opportunities in life. Better chances at things I would normally do. But I'd be a little bit nervous. So say, for example, you got to start a new job or you're going to school for the first time and you're nervous about the classroom. You're, you're nervous about the setting. You're nervous about interacting with students. You're worried about, you know, not passing. You think about all the if, ands, or buts, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C, and you get a little worried about it rather than just going with the flow and doing the things you know you can do. And as long as you put all your effort in, you work as hard as you can, you set out goals, you write notes, you take everything, you can accomplish all that shit that you, you, you're, you're scared about. I mean, there's a good reason to be, you know, like jump into things that are hard for you because it shows you who you really are. It, it lets you know how accomplished you can be and how, and how high the ceiling is for you. And that's one of the best things ever to show yourself who you can truly be. And I feel that's definitely, definitely one of the best things you can do about yourself. And I, I've done that throughout my life. And how, let's go back to the CBD stuff. With the CBD, I feel honestly like my stress levels, my anxiety, my mostly my anxiety. It's, everything is just so much more relaxed. It's relaxed. It's uh, controlled. Um... And, uh, it's just, it's just so much better. It's calm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even lying about it, dude. It's calm as fuck. My vibes are calm. My, my energy is just so relaxed. I'm so motivated. I'm just focused. I don't know if it's the mind, my, 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 my mental endorphins getting, activated i'm just finding stuff within like the soul the mind the body i don't know what i can tell you what it is but i've never felt this good and the thing is i could i felt even better than this and this feels fucking amazing so it's gonna be crazy to unlock the full potential and kind of get deeper into all this stuff and 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 fighting within yourself and, and and meditation and peacefulness and you know planning all your stuff having the blueprints doing all these different things for yourself, and that's something I'm fucking excited about, because knowledge is power, knowledge is, like, so unlimited, man, so, like, 
for learning, for studying. I like to read a lot. Like I read a lot of articles. I'm, I'm interested in a lot of different things more than just one, you know, like from the way that the world works to how people operate, how people communicate with each other to science, to potential new planets, to sports, to motivational stuff, to, you know, everything. I can do it. I can do it all, man. I'm just so devoted and devoted to learning and committed to learning and committed to being one of the best if if not the best people a person I can be for myself and you know for other people along the way because like you know I'll open up to the right people and shit like that and be the coolest guy ever but you know if there's people that I feel you know we don't, we're not cool like that we don't vibe together we don't we know we're just not cool like that then I, I won't pursue that shit i'll pursue the things and the people that mean the most and actually show that they want the effort and show that they're going to be there on my side through the hard times through the best times and every single fucking time you can have as long as you're going to be there that's all it is so it's really important it's really important to do all that. Um, like I said, ever since I tried that CBD, it's really helped and, and increased my like. It just it just made things so much easier, so much less stress, and so many things that you know I haven't. I mean, I haven't been able to feel in a while. Like just being stressed out, anxiety, some motherfucker in the morning, your heart hurts, having all that stress and shit like that. Later on, it's not it's not good to have stress like that your whole life and stuff i've had i've had anxiety for a very long time and there's been proven facts of cbd curing like you know you know curing cancer cells and and you know reducing inflammation curing you know what was it what shab brendan shab's son he had it oh it was it was uh i think it was um what was it seizures so it's been known to stop seizures and they haven't returned ever since so there's still a lot to learn about cbd which is very fascinating for me because not only am i gonna put effort into this product and this specific thing only be only reason i'm putting it in is because i've noticed physical effects um it's hybrid i think or indica I don't know what strand it is, but whatever it is, I got to go back and get it. I'm not as experienced with CBD oil and stuff like that, but legitimately, I wouldn't sit here and bullshit about my anxiety because anxiety is the worst thing I've ever had, and it's my biggest enemy. So with my biggest enemy gone and not being a factor, it makes things so much easier. That's the thing. It makes it so much easier. And uh, for that, I'm really blessed about that. But anyways, like I said, uh, <coughs> didn't do nothing over the weekend. Uh, um, actually got a DM from the CBD oil company that wanted uh, to know about my experiences with CBD and how it helped affect me and how, it, how I feel it's affected or helped me through certain things. And they offered either for me to send it via DM or send it through an email. I just made things easier. Send it through the DM. And I don't know. I guess they're going to feature what I wrote. So that's pretty cool though. Uh, like I said. I didn't do nothing for the weekend. It's been busy all week. I've been feeling fucking amazing. I'm on I'm on cloud nine. And shit like that. But um, other than that. Yeah. I watch the fights. 
were hard hard fights to watch, man. Especially in the main of main event, because you like both guys. And both co-main and main. Kelvin Gastelum versus Israel was a little easier to stomach versus Max versus uh, Dustin Poirier. Because they're both studs. They're both awesome guys. They're both very good fighters. Top of the chain at both weight classes. Max at 145. Dustin's put all the work in at 155. They all look fantastic. Both men looked fantastic. All four men. They all look fantastic in the main event and in the co-main event. Both were fantastic fights. They went the distance. Excuse me. Just sneezed live on the air over my microphone. But yeah, it was fantastic fights. All four men did fantastic. Pretty sure they earned fight of the night. Pretty sure. Yeah, but they're one of my favorite, you know, fights to go the distance. I'm not too keen on fights to go the distance. But those are rare fights that go the distance that are absolutely spectacular. Just imagine if they're three-rounders. They're fantastic fights. Both men turned in. And I can't wait to see what's next. So let's not waste any more time and talk about my own shit. Let's get right into the fight shit. In other words, let's get back to what we were talking about. I mean, it's cool. I like it. That's the thing. I wanted to share my experience with the CBD oil. That's the only reason because I feel like it definitely helped. And the thing is, honestly, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit. I'm not going to talk about something that I don't feel is true. So that's why I brought the CBD up. But anyways, like I said, 236 is fucking awesome, dude. Some great performances. Like I said, breakthrough stars. Definitely Dustin Poirier and uh, Max. For sure, Max has always been the star, but... You know, if I could line something up with perfection and say the best scenario, best case scenario for both these men, I said it last week that it would be for Dustin Poirier to win because not one, for not, for one, adding to his legacy, he has a USC belt, you know, interim belt, first guy to win the interim belt at 155 pounds, first guy 155 pounds to have that new aged UFC belt even before the UFC lightweight champion, Habib Nurmagomedov, so... You know, huge accomplishment. Obviously, it was a fun fight. You know, Max would hit Dustin. Dustin would hit Max, and it seemed like a completely different power level on both men. I mean, Max hit Dustin with a lot of volume. He put him in some tough spots, had him in some deep trouble, you know, certain points of the fight. But when Dustin would hit Max back... It just seemed like Dustin's pop and his punches, his physical size just seemed so much bigger than Max. And, you know, almost seemed like two different weight classes fighting in reality, which it was. Max is a big 145-pounder, but Dustin, 155-pounder, he was strong, he was fast, he was quick, and he popped, had pop in his punches. Definitely was a fun fight, definitely was a close fight. Clear-cut win for Dustin Poirier, in my opinion, was very close, but I did think that Dustin did enough to win that. I did say I wanted to pick the underdog, Dustin Poirier, so it's really sweet to see Dustin break through and finally get that UFC belt. I don't care if you say it's the interim. I don't care what you say about that. The fact is that he won the belt, and here we go. Same goes to Stylebender. Now it sets up a big fight with him and Robert Whitaker later on this year, hopefully in Australia. You would be an idiot not to put that in uh, Australia, where they're both from, originate kind of from, and, you know, it's where their hometown is, you know, have all the Aussies and all the New Zealanders on their fucking heels, wanting to watch such a fantastic fight. Israel looked good. He, he weathered through some really dark spots. 
and really hard spots and you want to see him tested for damn sure you see him got tested against Gaslam because the first knockdown of the fight was actually initiated by Gaslam and for Gaslam what heart what durability he's still never been knocked out he's gotten caught he's gotten cracked he's gotten hurt but he's always found a way to come back so that was pretty good on the side of Kelvin you know shows a heart of a lion he's still very young in the sport obviously Israel it is a specimen he's a, he, he he is a man on a mission he is a talent in the already talented middleweight division there's still so many big matchups for Israel Adesanya in the near future um does he have a chance against Robert Whitaker? I think it's going to be a huge... I mean, obviously, seeing what happened to Adesanya after this fight, you do know that he is human. He did get touched up. He did get dropped. He did get hurt. Um, and, you know, he went through some serious adversity. So, in a lot of people's minds, they go from, oh, look at what, if, if Gaston was able to do that. Only imagine what Robert Whitaker would be able to do. And, you know, it's crazy because Robert is one of the best in the world. Nasty, scary power. You know, very devastating. Very fast. Counters very fast. And great takedown defense. And Striker's Paradise. So, Striker's Paradise would be Israel versus Rob. But we will really get to see the best of the best when it comes to striking with Robert and, and Israel. I'm not saying that... I mean, Israel's fought a lot of kickboxing fights, so it's not like he's an amateur going in there against Robert Whitaker. He's going to get absolutely annihilated. You've got to give him a chance. You, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Rob's the most seasoned vet, but so is Kelvin. Rob has fought all the best fights and beaten some of the best in the world. Yoel Romero being one of them twice, not once, but twice. You can say what you want about the second fight, but he still was able to come back. He still did, did enough, in my opinion, I think, to win that second one. It was a close fight. Um, and, you know, Rob's fought killers. He's fought Yoel Romero twice, and that's a scary, a scary matchup for a guy like Adesanya, especially Yoel Romero. That's going to be, that would be a crazy matchup, man. So if Adesanya beats Robert pretty convincingly, then Adesanya is going to be thrown to Wolves. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this matchup fares because it's really it's really interesting. The middleweight division is interesting. What Adesanya has been able to do was interesting. You know, everybody has that tough fight that that you have that defines who you truly are. <gasps> Excuse me. He proved to the masses who he truly was, and that's why I feel it's going to be an interesting fight between him and Whitaker. Like I said, it's a striker's fight. Um, obviously, Israel showed that he's still slouched on the ground, apparently. Almost had Kelvin locked up in a choke. Or arm triangle. Yeah, arm. Was it like an arm triangle choke? It was like a choke. I don't remember exactly what fucking choke it was. But, uh, yeah, he showed that he's no slouch on the ground, so. It shows that, you know, Israel has a lot of tools that I feel a lot of people haven't seen yet. And that's the thing. There's nothing wrong with that. If anything, it makes it more exciting. It makes it more exciting because this already like astonishing competitor, this guy that everyone's talking so highly about, that he's able to accomplish all these things within a year, he's already UFC champion. Feels like only yesterday I was watching Israel Adesanya defend takedowns like a million takedowns from Rob Emerson or whatever the fuck his name was, the guy that kept trying to take him down in his UFC debut 
which he stopped after a while. But, um, you know, what, what he has been able to do has been absolutely... And I, I mean, I've watched hundreds and thousands of fights and watched hundreds of fighters make their rise, follow their career, like I said, and like, I just haven't seen anything like that, so that's why I feel it's special, because when you don't see something like that you've never seen before, you've seen a lot of stuff, but you haven't seen specific things, that could be a special thing, depending on how you look at it. So, like, the way I view Israel, what he's been able to do, I haven't seen it as quick as that. No way. Being compared to the almighty John Jones, ooh, that's a huge compliment. They're comparable in a lot of ways. They're both black, according to Israel. Don't take that as a race joke. Damn, that girl's titties are out. This girl just walked by with, like, freaking chest showing, titties. Showing a lot of skin. That look good, though. She's cute. Anyways. Enough of me being weird. Um, back to what I was going to say. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they're both comparable in a lot of ways. Israel, like I said, he's he's skinny. He's tall. You know, great physical shape. Um, he has nasty elbows, nasty kicks. Knockout power. He has some serious pop in his, in his punches. So, like, you know, when he, when he has some serious pop, you know, he, he, you never know what's going to happen when he hits you. That's the thing. When he hits you, he aims to take you out. That's what he, that's what he does. He's like a sniper. I mean, you see that his left hand? It's like a whip. Every time he fires it, it's like a whip. So, it's like, I don't know. I mean, we haven't he He obviously didn't put Kelvin away, but he hurt him the entire fight to the point where Kelvin couldn't go to the post-fight press conference if you want to look at it that way. But Israel's really, really come into his own. I'm really, really excited to see him versus Whitaker. I think he will do amazing. Um, Robert Whitaker is not an easy fight for anybody, but it's going to be interesting because Israel Adesanya is Israel Adesanya, and Robert Whitaker has never faced anybody like that. And it could be a different fight. So I'm excited to see it. Um, congrats to Israel Adesanya. I really, really want to see this fight. I hope Robert Whitaker makes it through and, um, you know, doesn't get injured on the way to this fight because this fight can be very fantastic and very excellent as well, too. So I can't wait to see that. Um, so going over to lightweight division, back to Dustin Poirier, beating Max Holloway, biggest win for Dustin Poirier. The reason is, man, like it's it's, it's like you know you can say what you want about the interim titles and shit like that, but in reality, dude, it's like he not only beat Max Holloway for the interim lightweight title, but he beat a surging Max Holloway on like a 15 fight win streak or some crazy shit like that, a streaking Max Holloway. Reigning, defending, UFC featherweight champion. Best pound-for-pound fighter probably on the planet. Best featherweight champion. Other than the great Jose Aldo. But, you know, Max Holloway is a passing of the torch at 145 pounds. And, you know, for the longest time... I mean, it's not like I'm saying Max is done or anything. But you look at the career of what Max has been able to accomplish. 
his his title defenses, his wins over Jose Aldo, his pinball machine, pop, 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 you know, his dominant victory over Brian Ortega when he was just absolutely piecing him up like a sparring match. Didn't even seem like it was too hard. I mean, Max is a fucking stud. Max is a gangster. Max is one of the best in the world. He still is. Obviously, we've never seen him really touched up like that because how long it's been since he's lost. So it's going to be really interesting to see how he comes back. Obviously, like I said, for Dustin, the fact is that he'd be a guy that I just described all these great things about, all these things Max has done, his title defenses, um, his wins, his spectacular wins, what he was able to do to Jose Aldo. Um, the, the way he's beaten a lot of the guys, essentially like cleaning the division out, beating everybody he needs to beat before he's even champion. So when he's champion, there's hard, there's not too many people that he, that he can fight after a while and then be like, oh, who's next or who's next, who's next out of the top guys. So he's beaten Jose Aldo twice. Um, we beat Brian Ortega. Uh, haven't, we haven't seen the Max versus Frankie fight. Now, that's a fight I still like to see because Frankie, what the hell are they doing? Frankie, they need to give that guy a title shot. I don't know what they're doing. And um, it'll be interesting to see because Frankie definitely does deserve a title fight. Obviously, T-City has a win over Frankie Edgar. He stopped him. He knocked him out. Still biggest win of T-City's career, by the way. Um, and other than that, you know, I don't know what they're doing, but... For Max, I want to see him heal up, maybe come come back in September. I mean, we get to see Max two times this year, hopefully. But, uh, hopefully more than that, if he's healthy. Obviously, it wasn't a bad loss. It's just the fact that he, he, he did fight a surging Dustin Poirier. A Dustin Poirier who is in his absolute prime. A Dustin Poirier that really wanted that, that, that belt. He was really committed. He was really focused. He was determined to win. And Dustin showed that he wanted that more than anything. Got put in compromising positions. He's got put in a lot of bad spots. You know, at certain points in time, had my anxiety rolling off the charts, even with my fucking CBD pen. It was insane. I mean, at certain points, I was expecting one of these two guys to, to just drop for the fight to be over. You know, seeing all these compromising positions that they constantly kept putting both Max. I mean, Dustin and Max both put each other in all these compromising positions. Ooh, every time Dustin lands, I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And then Max starts to pick up the pace, have the volume going down for him, working for him. And it was a very close fight, don't get me wrong. But, you know, the anxiety for that fight was pretty insane. Like, that was an amazing fight. Um, I just think that, obviously, like, once you take damage from a fight like that, it, it feels like you become more human in a lot of people's eyes. You know, now I'm saying anybody on the planet can get beaten on any given day, but for people to, for you see, after you see what Max did to Brian Ortega and what he's done all his past opposition down at 145 pounds, you see a loss like this, and you know it's not necessarily it's not one of the baddest losses ever. It's not like Dustin destroyed, dominated, and just completely shut Max out. It was a competitive fight. Just felt like a different way, two different weight classes competing against each other, which isn't a bad thing. Max can go back down once he gets some time off. He can go back down, dominate 145 pounds, and you know essentially do good enough to where he cleans out his division. 
and you know can make the proper transitions to 155 pounds not have to worry about making the cut to 145 um he could consensually essentially you know get some strength in get some get do some a lot more of a strength and conditioning weightlifting, and naturally pack on the muscle and stuff like that um and you know test himself out at 155 and yeah 100 have him test himself at 155 pounds and um jesus christ dude that girl was fine as fuck but yeah like i said i heard this on someone else's show but i thought of this myself but um what i was gonna say is have him you know beef up you know max has been fighting at 145 pounds for his last you know this is his first fight 155 pounds for everyone any any of his fights in the UFC I never seen him at 155 pounds he's always been 145 pounds he's fought at 145 pounds and Dustin you know probably walks around at 185 or so I don't know how much more he cuts to I don't know what he cuts to get to 155 but you know he's a big guy I mean you can see it in the cage he was definitely bigger bigger than max and uh also pop there's a lot a lot of pop in his punches so it, it was clearly a size difference clearly a power difference um pace i don't know man they could i feel like they could do that for 10 rounds if they were if they were given the opportunity but you know it, max got busted up dustin got busted up uh not nearly as much as max but i just feel like dustin has some serious power in his punches and those are the compromising shots that physically you know had max in all these positions where we never seen him all the damage done but you know like i said you can have all these damaging things come back and be better than ever cuz you know every time max comes back he looks better than ever so you know i think that he i'm confident in his abilities i'm confident in the way he fights and his, his guarantee his his iq everything about max he just has the strongest iqs in the world he he's worried about getting better He's worried about being the best that he can be and getting better after every fight because what happened after every single time he lost? He came back and it was better than ever because that's the name of the game. That's that's how um, that's how true champions come back is going and like basically going and correcting your mistakes, doing everything that you've done wrong, going back, taking care of those things, coming back and being better than ever that's exactly what it's going to do and and exactly that's exactly what it's going to. i feel confident in max it's not his weight class obviously like i said people come up in a weight class they just get absolutely outclassed it just shows that you're it just shows that you know it, weight is everything when it comes to a lot of th- a lot of things it, it's it's a lot weight is a lot We've seen it a lot of times. There's a lot of different. Um, there's advantages and there's disadvantages. Some guy that was fighting at 170 pounds can fight at 185 pounds and be so much better. You know, for Kelvin Gaston, that's a perfect example. He was good. He's good at 170. He's great at 185 pounds. He beats people down, finishes people at 170 pounds, but at 185 pounds, he's knocking people the fuck out. Donald Cerrone was doing the best. 
at 155 and 170, knocking people out, submitting fools, beating the fuck out of people at both weight classes. So weight can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. TJ Dillashaw dropping 125 pounds, I don't feel was the best thing for him because I feel it took a lot of his energy, a lot of his power out, regardless if he weighed the same on fight night or any shit like that. No, there's things that you just don't do in a sport, and that's the reason why I feel like, you know, the size thing's a diff- big, it plays a big factor into it, especially when you're fighting the bigger guy. Dustin's been fighting at 155 pounds. He's bulked up, he's big and strong. He has great wrestling. He has great jujitsu. He's already fucking good. I mean, the way he beat Max the first time, he submitted him with a straight armbar in the air while he was in full mount. I mean, he had Max's arm in an uncomfortable spot. He hurt his arm. He already stopped him. He stopped him in the first fight. And there was at the same weight class, 145. This one was at 155. And it's just crazy to see Max lose to a guy like Dustin, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not saying, I mean, it's obviously a part of the game, but damn, that just shows you how good Dustin Poirier really is. And that takes me to the next topic is how he's going to do against a guy like Habib. For me, the day that Habib Nurmagomedov loses, oh my fucking goodness. Shit's going to be off the fan. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. If it's not Dustin Poirier, who's it going to be that beats Habib? Tony Ferguson? Habib has never tasted loss. a loss. For Floyd Mayweather haters, it must hurt because Floyd's never experienced a loss. Habib's face adversity, Floyd's face adversity, both are dominant champions and dominant fighters. It just doesn't. It just seems like Habib's getting better, and he has the ability to shut everybody down that he fights against. You world class grappler, world class jujitsu player, world class striker. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are. You could be the best wrestler ever. Nope, not in Habib's world. Habib's world. He's the best. He's beating you down. He's shutting you down. He. You're not able to do what you can do normally near the fights. And you can have fantastic fights, fantastic performances, and be an absolute world beater. But when you fight a guy like Khabib, he makes you look human. So let me ask you this. How can you argue against it? I mean, for Poirier, like I said, when you put Poirier against Khabib, you look at the way Poirier beat Max Holloway. It makes me wonder how he's going to fight against Khabib. Because of pressure. No one's ever... No one's ever been able to stop Habib that's why he's 27 and oh dude because he's just that good say what you want about the guys he's fighting and shit like that but you know Poirier's is legitimately legitimate as they come definitely feel he would fare better in a matchup with him than Connor would now obviously Connor you know he won you know he looked he won like round three or something but it was overall severely a domination by Habib. Um, Connor didn't take too much crazy fucking damage. 
as crazy as that sounds, even though being knocked down and stuff like that, he didn't take the most damage he, he, people thought, essentially. He defended well for the first, you know, first round. He defended well early on when Habib shot in for those takedowns and stuff like that. And his grappling, you know, got kind of exposed by Khabib and stuff like that. But I feel like Dustin Poirier is an animal. I mean, there's no trash talk. There's nothing... I don't think there's anything that's going to compromise the position that Dustin is in when it comes to his mindset. He has that strict mindset. There's no drama. There's no bullshit. There's no there's no huge rivalry with him and Khabib. Dustin's just on a pathway to becoming a world champion, and I don't think there's anything in his way. So I think this will be a clear-cut you know, pathway for Dustin to fight against Khabib. Dustin's very powerful. He, he he could obviously take a lot of punishment. Take a you know takes a good shot. That shows you how good Michael Johnson is for the people that's beaten Poirier, Michael Johnson, Connor, and uh, the Korean Zombie. The only three losses um, that Poirier's ever had. I mean Michael Johnson was you know you know obviously it's just fast as fuck. His hands are fucking like his hands are like missiles. You got to be careful when you're fighting a guy like that. You can't make a mistake. You can't slip up or he'll knock you out. That's just how it goes. That's why when he hit Khabib that one time, it was like, oh, shit. What's he going to do? What's going to happen? Like, in a way, that showed that Khabib was human. But it didn't, you know, obviously, Khabib ended up winning the fight, took him down and smashed him on the ground. But, you know, it didn't, it didn't. You know, it showed that Habib was human. It shows you anything can happen in the sport. So when Dustin lost to Michael, ever since then he came back and he's been better than ever. I mean, he beat down Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje's doing phenomenal things right now. His knockout, Justin's knocked out James Vick, and he's knocked out, uh, and then he just knocked out Edson Barbosa. He's flatlined him on that amazing card where Josh Emmett flatlined Michael Johnson. Everybody was getting flatlined. Everyone was getting knocked the fuck out. People were getting choked out, submitted. That was like one of the best cards ever. Before last week, that was one of the best cards ever. I said, that was the one I said, give the whole fucking main card all that money. Because, holy fuck, everyone delivered. I couldn't even pick one. That's the thing. Like, everything was good. Everything was perfect. And, uh, like, I don't, I, I couldn't pick someone. It was, it was perfect. Enjoyed it. Um, what the fuck are we talking about? I'm so high. I swear this stuff really works. Like, I'm real, real passionate, real peaceful and stuff like that. But, yeah, back to Poirier, as I was saying. Yeah, so Poirier uh, is very strong. His grappling is good. He has, creates really good scrambles. He's very quick. He, he's good off his back. You know, necessarily haven't really seen Poirier get taken down as of late or anything like that. But, you know, this Pettis fight was scrappy. You know, involved a lot of grappling, a lot of crazy transitions and stuff. And Poirier's good on the ground. I Fuck. It's just so fucking hard to imagine anyone beating and being able to survive the onslaught. It is Habib. But I'm going to side with Dustin Poirier on this one because I'm a Dustin Poirier fan and I'd love to see him get the belt. The, the 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 actual official UFC lightweight belt. But fuck, it's going to be hard. Just as it was hard to see anybody beating Josie Aldo. I didn't think Connor was going to beat Josie Aldo. I didn't think Chris Weidman was going to beat Anderson Silva. I didn't think that... Uh, Kane was going to beat Dos Santos the first time. If I'm not mistaken. And all these legends. Like, I never 
thought a lot when you when you go back and you think about these things, it only makes you think about who beat them. So the winners and all of this, I mean, Bisping being Rockhold, that was crazy too. But um, like when you look at these people, the ones that have won, the, the people that have won, it's like it makes it a little bit more special because you think that oh, this is a guy that ended Conor McGregor's reign, or this is a guy that ended Josie Aldo's reign. This is a guy that beat down Josie Aldo twice in the form of Max Holloway, by the way. But um, you know, it shows that these guys are legends. Chris Weidman is the guy that defeated the great Anderson Silva. And we look at top middleweights in the world, legends, greatest of all time, Anderson Silva's up there. That's the top guy right now. Um, there's no other person that's really established a legacy like that. Robert Whitaker's on his way. But if you think about greats, you think about Anderson Silva, but then you think about when Anderson Silva's reign ended and when he was just a normal contender fighting in the middleweight division, fighting in light heavyweight division, whatever division he's fighting in. But... Um, you think about it. Oh, Chris Weidman's got to beat him. Connor beat Jose Aldo. History can never be uh, defeated nor deleted. Connor beat Eddie Alvarez, Madison Square Garden, UFC 205. Watch that shit live on pay-per-view. I did. Um, and, you know, for me, history will never be defeated. So I don't know what to make of it, man. It's, 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 that shows you how good everybody is. So you can't count anybody out. So going from like Connor talking about Connor's grappling and bullshit like that, um, you know, if Dustin was to pull were to pull that off and beat the great, great legendary Habib Nurmagomedov, goodness gracious, man! I, I mean, if it turns around and being Habib just beats the fuck out of every single person that he fights against, no matter if he gets busted up or bloodied up by Tony Ferguson when he takes him down, because Tony Ferguson has fucking elbows, bro. It's gonna be a fucking bad night for you. You're gonna see, you're gonna be on your back getting sliced up by Tony Ferguson if he takes him down. And Tony has a great guard and great jujitsu, great movement and great utilization of all his limbs on his back and he creates all these crazy scrambles chokes you from out of nowhere and shit like that and he's able to create all these interesting scrambles that's why i say if dustin can't beat khabib then you can go and look at tony ferguson tony ferguson can, can be can't beat khabib what's left man what's what, what's honestly left after poirier and dustin dustin poirier after Dustin Poirier and Tony Ferguson, who really else is there that you think can be Khabib with grappling? You got to realize, a lot of the UFC champions right now, as well as past champions, former champions, have come from a grappling standpoint, a wrestling standpoint. What's wrestling in a way, it's grappling. Wrestling, grappling, whatever you want to call it, you're engaging in physical you know, combat, you're not striking, you're not looking to knock them out, you're looking to grapple and wrestle, essentially close to being the same thing, you're grappling with someone, you're wrestling with them, wrestling around, you're grappling around, it sounds pretty much identical, right, so, it's not striking, that's the thing, so, um, all the champions, Cain Velasquez, Stipe Miocic, uh, TJ Dillashaw, um, Demetrius Johnson wrestled too. Uh, John Jones, Daniel Cormier, a light heavyweight, heavyweight champions, wrestling champions, Olympic level wrestlers. Ben Askren, what did he do? He's obviously not a US champion, but you get you get the gist. But um, yeah, I mean, it comes from it's a powerful thing. So going back to Habib Nurmagomedov, 
is that he is the elite of the elite when it comes to the best sport to join mixed martial arts in. You know, being a wrestler, joining mixed martial arts, you'll turn into the absolute best of the best. You look at the examples. But, you know, Habib is already good at wrestling, and he just has this wrestling style, this grappling style that no one's been able to replicate. The, the, the thing is, like, there's no one that can replicate this. There's no one we've been able to see that can stop what he's been able to do. And that being said, the fact that that is true, then there's no one I think can beat him unless they can stop the grappling that he's been able to do. I mean, every there's someone for everyone, don't get me wrong, but it's just hard to see it. And whoever fucking wins and beats Khabib definitely will be the best fighter on the planet at that weight class for damn sure. This is a new age and it's crazy time and you know Dustin has his chances. He's big and strong. He's great great in scrambles, great jujitsu. I mean you look at what he the impressive submission he pulled off against Max at twenty years old. Literally like they're like almost the same age. Dustin's a little older, um but you look at obviously yeah Dustin's a lot there were kids when they first fought, but you look at the way that they fought, the way that Dustin beat Max the first time, dude, that was that looked like a professional performance. Poirier has had a lot of fights, a lot of experience, twenty plus fights in the UFC. Why? Why isn't Poirier the guy to beat him? Poirier is a legitimate champion. He has a legitimate challenge. You look at the fantastic body of work that he has put together. 20 plus fights in UFC man so get ready for Poirier to really bring out something that I feel definitely will be very special because of the fact that you know this is his experience you can't uh you can't fix the experience man you can't you can't match the experience damn it's gorgeous um you there's nothing there's you can't beat experience what is Khabib going to do that Poirier hasn't seen possibly in this fight, in his fights, in all 20 of his UFC fights? It, it, it's going to be very, very interesting. More so because it's an interesting matchup. Very curious. Very curious to see what's going to happen in, in that fight. But um, anyways, ugh, we're at the 57 mark. We've been talking for like an hour fucking good to be back though i feel fucking amazing i feel really relaxed right now i think after this i'm gonna watch some uh youtube theories and shit like that but like i said next week we'll, we'll talk before uh hopefully before avengers and before i go watch avengers but uh, if I, if we don't then uh i think uh i'll talk to you guys about it i won't post spoilers or anything else like that or talk about shit like that but i'll definitely go and uh a girl smoking on campus. Wow. Definitely. Yeah, like I said, I'll go definitely go back and like, you know, we'll talk about it before or after and shit like that. But um, definitely we got, uh, got some shit to do. I got some shit to do. Like basically like, yeah, I'm just going to help relax, chill. Um, no days off or anything else like that. But I'm just going to relax today, the rest of today, watch YouTube. Um, maybe catch up on some fights and stuff and, you know, go back and, you know, surf the internet, just do the normal shit I like to do. It's like research and shit like that, like research and all that. So 
I'm going to do all that and, you know, just relax the rest of the day. So, um, like I said, congrats to both Poirier and Adesanya. Adesanya being the second African-born uh, UFC champion in a row. Say what you want, interim, whatever you want. Go fuck yourself. It doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, you've seen what his body of work. Kamar Usman's body of work against Tyron Woodley. He destroyed Tyron Woodley. He beat Tyron down. He shut him down completely. Kelvin, or Israel obviously had a tough fight with Kelvin, but, you know, it still was, you know, showed who he truly is. Obviously, John Jones is uh, obviously with an African descent, too. He's not necessarily from there. He's from New York. But, John, we have three uh, African-American UFC champions. So, if we can get Francis and Gondo in the picture when DC retires. No, no, actually, DC, too. Include DC in the mix. Francis obviously wins. Then he will be African-born too. Cameroon and all that. But, you know, Africans are taking over, man. That's the thing. Add me to the list because I'm I, I am I'm mixed. I'm mixed with a lot. I'm mixed with two different things. Three different things probably. You never know. Because of that fucking ancestry bullshit. But um, other than that, man, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of interesting shit going on. Um... Some huge fights got announced too, so like there's a lot of interesting stuff um that like just been waiting for him like you know Masvidal versus Askren. I mean Masvidal just came on the Joe Rogan show the other day. I just got done listening to that actually earlier this morning. After that, um Brendan the, the MMA show with Brendan Schaub, which was fantastic. Um I listened to Ariel's show, basically I catched I caught up I basically caught up on everything, so I think, like, the rest... I don't know. I don't think there's, there's like, a fight night this weekend. I'm going to have to check. I think there is. Um, it's the one where Silva... I think Silva's fighting on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, Anderson Silva versus Jared Cannonier. What's that headline by, though? I want to see. Silva versus Cannonier. I know there's fights this weekend. I want to see because I got to have some shit to watch this weekend. I know you guys don't. Li- I don't like dry ass weekends or shit and shit like that. So, you know, it just feels weird. All you hear about is MMA news. All these bullshit MMA report reporting sites put information we already know about just to stay relevant in the news and shit like that. So it's just I don't want a dull ass freaking weekend, man. I want to have some shit to do. I want to have some shit to watch, and I want to be. I just want to do some shit kind of disappointed that Avengers isn't this weekend, but what can you do? Um, let me see. When's the next fucking fight? Fight night. Oh, that's why we have Google. Since I'm not going to use, uh, since I'm not going to use, uh, what is it? Um, Twitter, I guess. Twitter's kind of, Twitter's fast paced and stuff. And I find myself on Twitter more than anything, but like, I just don't, I don't use it really. Um, let me see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really, kind of don't give a fuck. I'm going to watch fights regardless, even if there is. Um, let me just see. Follow me on Instagram at G the King underscore MMA, as well as on Twitter at G the King underscore MMA. By the way, folks.
Um, my connection's really slow right now, but um, I don't know. Anyways, well, that that's if it's if it's not popping in the news, then I don't know. I guess I won't talk about it. I don't know. It's not really. I mean, it's not really popping. I mean, I mean, I've seen the open workouts and shit, and usually that's only before uh, fight night. So I mean, that's why I was assuming that there was fights because I mean, like I said, there's been a lot of crazy shit happening in the martial arts world right now. So it's it's been really busy and stuff, and I've been busy and stuff, so I haven't been really able to catch every single thing, but, like, all, all, all I want to do is pay attention to them, but, like, I don't know, I just wasn't really paying attention, Looking, like, giving, like, a crazy, like, explanation to why I didn't know there was fights this weekend, oh, yeah, let me look them up, hold on, wait a minute, what the fuck, like, I was looking... No wonder I'm a dumbass. No wonder it wasn't popping. I, I didn't know. Because it says it's not even scheduled to take place until like May something. May 11th or some shit like that. But yeah, May 11th. It's because Anderson released the open workout video like way before that. Like an open workout video of him just normally working out. So I'm like, no wonder there isn't. Um, that shit we'll talk about whenever it comes by though. But like I said, um, yeah, I felt stupid for that. Trying to think in UFC 237 this weekend, but and I don't know if, what, what we're having this weekend. I don't know what's next. Let's just see that real quick, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. But like I said, appreciate all you guys for joining, tuning in. We stay a little longer than we normally do, but I'm fucking happy because that shit really helps, and I'm really feel really good about it and shit like that. I've been feeling amazing. I've been feeling like. Um, on top of the world and shit like that, man. I feel, I feel, I feel real good. The CBD definitely helps with all my anxiety and and definitely uh, and you know just something fucking awesome. You know, I feel fucking awesome. I feel like I'm better than ever. So the mind powers everything. All everything you do is powered by your mind. So it's gonna definitely be interesting to see everything else coming, um, let me see, okay, let me just pull up the UFC's account real quick, I just want to see for myself real quick, damn, I've never been so impatient before, gotta get to watching YouTube, gotta slide folks in a second, <laughs> gotta slide, oh, Overeem versus Olenek, oh, Alistair Overeem versus Alexi Olenek is, Scheduled for 420. Get it? 420. But anyways, we'll talk about that. Um, I don't know, like next week or something. Post-fight, obviously. Overeem's excellent striker. Olenek is excellent grappler. We'll see what happens, but I can't wait. Uh, like I said, thank you guys for tuning in. That is all the time we got for today. Uh, like I said, it was good to come back. It was good to touch base on everything and talk to everyone and explain everything and break a lot of shit down. We talked about a lot of shit, so I really enjoyed it. I always do. Passion's always there. I feel absolutely amazing and shit like that. So everything's, uh, everything's like, like I said, it's been staying solid and it's getting more solid. So I can't wait, man. I, I'm really excited for everything else. So like, like it really means a lot. Like 
just working on skills and everything like com- not just communication skills but personal stuff going on in life and my skills is like obviously being on the podcast talking getting my voice out there i gotta do a little bit more promotions and shit like that but everything else we got is solid though so follow me on instagram and twitter at g the king underscore mma snapchat at g meeker underscore mma went back to using that account by the way so tune in and uh Thank you guys for all your support. We'll be back next week for sure. G Meeker MMA out, baby.